So obviously somebody sees that idea pin, if you're talking about SEO, let's say, and they click on it, they can follow you. That's the other great thing about idea pins is at the end of the idea pin, there is this call to action that Pinterest sets up to follow you. And then once you do that, you're golden. They're gonna see more of your content show up in their regular feed, including your still pins. So it really is that jumpstart way of, especially if you're a new business, to really kind of get more eyeballs on your content on Pinterest. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Pinterest expert Vanessa Kynes is back for our annual episode on Pinterest and what businesses need to do to be successful on Pinterest in 2022. If you're new to Pinterest, I highly recommend checking out my other episodes that I've recorded with Vanessa on Pinterest. Be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode and to check out all the tutorials that we referenced throughout this episode, such as how to make a Pinterest graphic in Photoshop and Canvas. As always, we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brandset Book Podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at DaveyandKrista. Now, on to the episode. All right, we should be live. Vanessa's going to kindly check for me. But we are talking about Pinterest for 2022 today, and this is a live episode. So if you are joining us live, feel free to ask your questions, and we'll try to get to those. Vanessa, I am a bit bummed that we didn't get to record this in person, but there was all sorts of extenuating circumstances when you came to visit. Yeah, we definitely check your tires and your brakes before you go on a trip. <laughs> Although I will say in our defense, we really didn't notice it until about an hour and a half into our trip but our brakes were squeaking. So we had to stop and get brand new brakes on the whole car. That was a Merry Christmas gift to my husband and I. It was expensive. and <laughs> But we did eventually get to you past midnight. But if you know Davey and Krista, they go to bed at like 8.30. So <laughs> they just left the door open for us. It's not an exaggeration. I didn't even hear y'all come <laughs> in. But yeah, we're grateful that we still got to see you at least for you know a bit of that day. Yeah, we got to see the animals and um, the girls got to play with Jack. It was so fun and eat all the great food. So it was totally fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So, but now here we are catching up on Pinterest for 2022. I am excited to jump into Pinterest and what we need to do to be successful on Pinterest in 2022. And these are always some of our most popular episodes. So no pressure. Well, I hope I can make it great for you. I do think there are some 
I wouldn't say changes for 2022. Clearly, I don't know what the future is necessarily going to bring. But I do think that we saw some trending things begin in 2020 at the end, and specifically speaking about idea pins, and they really gained prominence in 2021. So they're not going away for 2022. So that'll be a big part of it. Another thing, though, like just thinking about those past episodes that you could listen to between you and I, there's still a really strong foundation of keywords on Pinterest. It's not like all that's been erased and it's just straight up social media. Like the keywording of your idea pin descriptions, your regular pins, your boards, all those things still really matter. So it's like there's the foundation. There are things that we're not doing as much anymore, which we can talk about. And then there are things that we're going to take those foundational items like keywording and putting them into the new, I guess, products that Pinterest has introduced. Yeah. And I will say that I think the episodes that we recorded together specifically on Pinterest form a nice little curriculum almost. Like obviously if you go back to the very first one that we recorded together, there is going to be some information that could be more up to date, right? But I do think it forms a very good foundation and that it's worth listening to if you are just getting started with Pinterest. Going back and listening to that one and then listening to the subsequent Pinterest episodes that we've recorded, I think that will form a really nice Pinterest curriculum for 2022. (laughs) Yeah. And if Pinterest is a New Year's resolution for you, I think it's a perfect place to start. Speaking of New Year's resolutions, do you have any? Oh my gosh, no. I mean, I think I want to start going back to the gym, but of course my kids' school has been canceled for two weeks. So I'm like, well, there goes that. Like I'm losing the energy to want to do that because they've basically been home with me nonstop. So I get you. Yeah, the gym. But that's a boring one. I don't tend to make New Year's resolutions because I know I won't keep them. So why set myself up? I have one New Year's resolution and it's to finish a whole bottle of chapstick. All right. (laughs) Like, have I ever gone through the whole thing before? No, no. I mean, it goes into the washing machine. It goes, you know, I lose it somewhere. That's my big New Year resolution for 2022. I think it gets, for me, it usually ends up at the bottom of my purse for you, maybe like in your car cup holder and melts and then you have yeah, to throw it away. exactly. Something always happens. It's a great industry to be in. I was in the, out of frustration just the other day, I especially need, I find I need chapstick more in the winter and I'm just out of frustration, just, you know, grabbing chapstick off the shelves and pouring it into my grocery cart. People think I'm crazy. You know, but we're going to need an update on the chapstick. (laughs) That's right. As the year goes by, I'll make sure the world knows that I actually got through a whole tube of chapstick. Anyways, getting back to Pinterest and 2022 here. And I'm so sorry to hear about school having been canceled. I feel like right now, COVID, I feel like has impacted schedules and even for like, we know more people than ever that have COVID or have had COVID in the last month. I think then, you know, compared with any other time period where COVID has been a thing. Yeah. I mean, we had like 20 plus people, including kids over at Christmas and we all came from different states and I was shocked that none of us got COVID, but definitely within two weeks though, they were picking it up from their home environment. So it does seem like everyone around us has it, but it seems I'm not a medical professional. This is not medical advice, but it does seem like it's more mild. I had it in November of 2020 and it does seem like it's more mild now. So sure, that's good. Sure. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Well, anyways, tell us about what we were seeing on Pinterest in 2021. What were the big trends that you ended up watching and think will continue here into 2022? I mean, the big thing really is, is that your distribution of your still pins. So this is like the traditional pin that you would share on Pinterest is slower. It's a slower machine now. And I think specifically for newer accounts, 
you're going to have less traction with posting those and seeing results right away. So the key really is, is I kind of like consider it like a boost, like the star in Mario, you know, when Mario like grabs the star and he like kind of runs really fast. Idea pins are that star for you because what they're going to do is they're going to have higher distribution quicker. Pinterest is going to push those forward. They're going to be shown to more people. They're going to get higher engagement, partly because they're showing up in the feed more. They have a new watch tab, which is kind of like a TikTok Instagram story tab. And so with all these things, I think that idea pins are not going to go away. There's pros and cons to idea pins. The pro is that, well, one, that they have higher distribution and that when people see your idea pins and engage with them, they're going to see more of your still pins and your other content. So it's kind of like, it's like when you go to Costco and they have the samples, right? You're now aware of this product. And so when you go in again, you're going to see it more. You're going to recognize it. You're going to remember that you liked it. And so the cons though of idea pins is that traditionally they're not, can't click through to your website, which is what we've always wanted Pinterest to serve for us. Like, especially if you are a revenue generating business based on traffic, you want that traffic. But I think as service providers, people who listen to this particular podcast in e-commerce brands, it really doesn't have to be a big lose for you. And so with idea pins, we can still talk about our services. We can still educate People are still going to go to your website if they want more information on your expertise or if they want your product. So I don't feel like it has to be a lose for you. It just, the days of like mounds and mounds of traffic coming to your website are harder to earn these days. Yeah. And that's a bummer because I feel like with Google, you know, we're continuing to see a trend of no click search results and seeing different modals within the Google search results that basically give us the answers to questions and not having to click into a specific website. And of course, on one hand, as a user of Google, as users of Google, that's convenient for us. On the other hand, as business owners, we're like, well, that's, you know, that's great. And we do want to take up that real estate, you know, with rich results in the Google search results page. But at the same time, you know, best case scenario is that we not only show up in some of those modals answering questions, but that somebody actually clicks through to our website as well. So, It's a little bit of a bummer to hear about Pinterest, but we still see a decent amount of traffic from Pinterest. So I don't think it's, you know, would you still say it's a place that we should focus attention? Yeah. And thinking about Davey and Krista's brand, actually, we did a coaching call this fall. One of the important things that you guys have access to is you're an e-commerce brand. You obviously have information and services, but you also sell templates. And so what we were doing on your pins, which is a unique aspect of idea pins, is you can actually tag products. Hmm. Now, you can only tag products on mobile. There's no way to do it on the desktop. But you can upload an idea pin on your mobile. You can add stickers, really lame music. Their music function is (laughs) not really well set up. But I think that's going to be changing soon because they acquired a video software company. But you can tag products. So for example, if you're displaying a website and it's Positano, I mean, is that my Positano? Positano? No, I didn't pronounce it correctly. You got it. Just keep keep going. It's like those names in the Bible. You never know. Just just go with confidence. You don't have to really know. You just got to say it with confidence and move on. That's right. Yeah. So Positano. So for example, if you've, you're displaying a video of that website, a scroll through, Davey and Krista, and you can see this on their Pinterest, they can tag that particular website template on the idea pin. And so now the user says, okay, I love the look of this. I'm going to click on the product pin and then go to your website. So it's not that idea pins can't be clickable for traffic. There is an extra step, but it's more in the shopping feature. 
And so obviously you're going to need to have e-commerce a capability through Shopify, through you use WooCommerce, right? Mm-hmm. Through the, the various e-commerce platforms to be able to tag your images. Sure. So just kind of in summary, moving into 2022 here, what sorts of content should people really focus on creating for Pinterest specifically? So if we're talking about service and kind of informational brands, like if you're providing a service, let's say you're an SEO specialist and you want to get clients that way or sell a course. What I'm seeing are informational pins, which is funny because they used to be really popular in Pinterest and now they're kind of back, but creating those as idea pins. So you might have like a pie chart, a beautifully created pin that has a pie chart and you say on it, you know, 80% of your traffic comes from SEO and then like social media and let's say email. And so what you're doing is you're educating the user. You're giving them some ideas of what they need to be thinking about SEO. So that could be a special idea pin. You could also do, and I think the best results come from this, taking a blog post. Like if you take four reasons to use SEO or to revamp your SEO, you can take that blog post and turn it into multiple pin images and make that an idea pin. So step one, step two, step three, step four. And so people have to click through that idea pin, obviously, and you could potentially link to your course or your services, but that clicking through action is a form of engagement. And so Pinterest is going to push that more. Another thing that I would encourage people to do is to like and heart your pins. So kind of like Instagram, there's now a way to respond to your pins. And obviously that's a form of engagement. So even if you put on the pin, like, you know, like this, if you enjoy this content, you're kind of encouraging them not only to share it and save it, but to like it. And by doing that, it's going to have higher distribution. So I would say that you don't even necessarily need to come up with a whole bunch of new content for 2022. If you've been blogging for years, look at your top blog post, convert some of those into idea pins that are mostly just information. Well, that's awesome to hear because we just, I think our last podcast episode to go live, or maybe it's going live next week. I think it just went live though, was how to create or how to make the most of your content, essentially, basically how to, you know, reshare content. So be sure to check out that podcast episode. And Krista shared all sorts of tips, including just some tutorials on how to make graphics for different, you know, platforms. So highly recommend checking that out. And I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode. Also, could we reach out to you and maybe get a couple examples of some of the types of content posts you're talking about right now, like an informational pin. And we can just, you know, you can just direct us in the right spot, but I'd love to put those in the show notes for the listeners as well. So if you're interested in, you know, getting a visual representation of what Vanessa is talking about right now, head on over to the show notes and we'll make sure that that's there just so that people have a good model to base their content after. Yeah. And I think I'd be happy to do that. And I think that's what I'm seeing more and more now. So obviously somebody sees that idea pin of you talking about SEO, let's say, and they click on it, they can follow you. That's the other great thing about idea pins is at the end of the idea pin, there is this call to action that Pinterest sets up to follow you. And then once you do that, you're golden. They're going to see more of your content show up in their regular feed, including your still pins. So it really is that jumpstart way of, especially if you're a new business to really kind of get more eyeballs on your content on Pinterest. Do you feel like Pinterest is just like a mixture of all the social media platforms? You know, it's like afterwards, you have the YouTube, you know, the subscribe and like and comment, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, I do think it's definitely, they're definitely taking risks. And so, 
you know, the big changes, and I do want to talk about that. The big changes, obviously, with Pinterest on the business side is they went public. Mm. It's the stock ticker is pins, which is kind of fun. You know, even people like my father-in-law who've never used Pinterest buy pins on this Vanguard or whatever. But I think the key is that because they're now public, they, they now have to present profit to their stakeholders. And so that's why these changes were made because they want to keep people on the platform for their advertisers. Sure. And so let me tell you some of the things they rolled out. And I think I have no idea how they're going to do. There's now Pinterest TV. So what does that remind you of? Well, IGTV, IGTV, which they got rid of, right? You know, yeah, so that's, wasn't really <laughs> I don't know if that bodes well. But it's basically like a QVC on Pinterest. Like people, you know, they bring up these creators that you probably have never heard of and they're presenting on cooking or organizing or some of them are really bizarre, like things that I can't imagine people would ever try. So do I think that's going to be successful? Probably not. They introduced a watch tab, which you can see on mobile, which reminds me a whole lot of TikTok. Hmm. And so there's that. And then of course, Instagram or idea pins really looking and kind of modeling Instagram stories. So yeah, they are definitely trying all the things, but video in general, video content in general is going to be important on the platform. But here's the caveat to that. You're probably creating video content for other platforms. So there's no reason why you can't repurpose it. So an Instagram story or an Instagram reel, go ahead and get that video on Pinterest. You know, there are different ways and hacks to download those videos without watermarks, or if you create them externally before you upload them to the platforms. So don't feel like you have to create something unique and special for Pinterest, like literally just reshare the same content across the platforms. That's a good idea. And, you know, it's so true. You know, it's kind of nice in a way, just because now video is the thing everywhere, you know, of course on TikTok, but on Instagram as well now. And, you know, now it's moving over to Pinterest, then YouTube. We've talked more about YouTube lately as well. So that is nice that you can take this single piece of video content and repurpose it across different channels. That's what I think I'm going to ask Chris to do. I mean, Chris creates almost all of our video stuff in TikTok just because she feels like it's the best of the you know, social media video editors. I agree. But she's able to, you know, send me whatever reel that she created in TikTok and I'm able to throw it up on Instagram. It doesn't have like the TikTok symbol on it or whatnot. So yeah, there is a hack to that on TikTok. You basically screen record the preview. And so it doesn't have any watermarks on it. And then you can just kind of like clip it out a bit. And then that's how I create, like you said, like Krista says for Instagram and then also Pinterest. And then also just a side note, YouTube shorts. Have you used those at all? No. There's stories on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So No, we haven't created any YouTube shorts, but I see that, you know, like I'm aware of them. Yeah. Well, why not take the video? I mean, you guys are I already know. creating the video and you've got a YouTube account. So that's another little place you could just pop it on. Yeah. And yeah. I think the thing that's difficult with a lot of these is it's all mobile dependent. And I think mm-hmm. our users are mobile dependent, but as a business owner, I much prefer to work on my desktop. So it does, I don't, I'm not very quick on my phone. I think that sometimes that bothers me. Yeah, I agree. I spend most of my time, I feel like on my desktop, try to spend the least amount of time on my phone. Mm -hmm. But speaking about Pinterest and some new things, and you mentioned it before launching into some of these newer features that we're seeing on Pinterest. And I think that's the bulk of what people want to know. But we haven't talked about maybe Pinterest advertising, which is Mm -hmm. something that we've, I mean, a lot of things have happened in the advertising world. The big one being Apple iOS 14, all of the sort of privacy concerns and 
the consequences of those in iOS 14 specifically. We might have an episode on Brands at Book about that. If not, over on Till's podcast, there's definitely uh, some episodes about that. If you're interested in just learning more about the consequences of iOS 14, with that said, or all that to say rather, more and more advertisers moving over and trying just platforms like Pinterest now that just certain things on Facebook and Instagram have become more challenging. Still a great platform to advertise on, but there are definitely challenges there. So us included, we've started advertising more and more on Pinterest. What have you seen on your side? Anything interesting on the ad side of things? I mean, now that they're a public company, of course, as you said, profitability becomes that much more important in showing profitability to their investors. I have to imagine that they'll be doubling down on the ad platform moving forward. Yeah, they 100% are. Um, my understanding is after speaking to Pinterest ad managers, the people who work at Pinterest, is the iOS, you know, Pinterest isn't immune to that either. Obviously, mm-hmm. they were receiving data. So it kind of affects everybody. Everybody's in the same pool, which is probably good. It's not like anyone has an edge. Yeah, so Pinterest advertising. So speaking specifically about e-commerce brands, which is where my ad um, experience comes from, I'm seeing great things. And I'm also seeing a higher reliance on ads. So I really do think that for e-commerce brands, specifically selling products, you really should be utilizing maybe a 50% organic, 50% ad kind of combination. And the reason is obviously the organic content is going to grow awareness, there's retargeting, it's going to grow your audiences and engagement. But there's a lot of cool things that I like about Pinterest. And I'm not super experienced with the other platforms. I know they have these. But for example, they have catalog ads. So if you were shopping for Christmas ornaments or whatever this particular holiday and you added something to cart, you're going to see that as a product pin on Pinterest. It's going to show up in your regular feed. So it's going to retarget you for things that you're adding to cart. It's going to target you for things that you were showing interest in. There's also a shop tab on Pinterest. So for example, if you were to search Christmas ornaments, there's the feed, right? And it could be filled with like people DIYing Christmas ornaments. But the shop tab specifically is going to be filled with catalogs. They're not Mm -hmm. all paid. Many of them are organic, but you can pay yourself into that platform. And so I do think that there is a growing reliance there. One thing I want to talk about, and you can probably speak to this, is that when I look at the data for Pinterest ads, I notice, and they acknowledge this, I talked to them about this, that you know they take credit for a view. So if you view ad for four seconds, and then you somehow end up on that website, let's say christmasornaments.com, and purchase using another device, or some way it's tied together, they're taking credit in their ROAS, so they're taking credit for an ROI for that view. And I tend to see that Pinterest view ROAS is higher than Pinterest click-through. I want to hear your thoughts about that. No, I mean, that lines up with what we see as well. And, you know, with our experiments on Pinterest, I'll say that it's definitely an area where we want to, that we think people should focus just because we like people to be in different places, you know, and if you know you have traffic or people on Pinterest, then using Pinterest ads to continue building those audiences. Because if someone sees an ad on Pinterest, lands on your website, you know, and you have the Facebook pixel as well, they're still getting pixeled by Facebook. So that, you know, in theory, right, broadens your Facebook audience as well. But we're seeing, you know, it's the same thing where somebody, just because there's so much going on on Pinterest, could very well see an ad. But how much is it truly because of Pinterest? And I'm not saying it's not, I'm not even, I'm not suggesting that it's not seeing that view attribution can still be helpful. It's like a billboard, essentially. Yeah, you might get maybe a little bit of inflated data there. They also have a longer attribution window than Facebook too. 
like these aren't bad things. Whenever you're doing multi or running ads across channels though, you should probably be using some tool to figure out where you can actually attribute that sale. Are you looking at Google Analytics like for last click attribution for that? Or what are your favorite tools for seeing that? Yeah. So it depends on kind of budget here because like one of our favorite tools is Hyros, which is a relatively expensive tool to use just for like, you know, for a lot of people who are maybe just running primarily on a single channel, you know, something like that might not be worth it for them. We also found it's worth it for different kinds of businesses. Actually, Ryan and I just released a podcast episode about this, like talking about attribution specifically on the Stuff Marketer Safe podcast. So people might uh, consider checking that out. Google Analytics is definitely something that you can use as well. And then there's the good old fashioned, like basically looking at your revenue without ads, you know, running, running ads, and then, you know, stopping ads on a platform and seeing you know, what happens to your revenue, right? That's like the cheapest and dirtiest way to sort of start figuring out, you know, where, where attribution is coming from. I think it's safe to say though, unless you're just like only convinced your audience will work on Pinterest, which is probably likely not true. Mm-hmm. It's better to add, like let Pinterest accompany your other ad platforms like Instagram and Facebook, just because there's so many more people using those, especially on a daily basis. So I think it can really add to that. And, you know, and I've talked to Pinterest about this, like they love to take credit for the view ads and it has, to, it's not just to, like in your feed, you literally have sure. to like Look at it for more than four seconds or something, eight seconds. I forget sure. what the number they said. But the other thing is, you know, they do have a longer attribution window, which means more time to convert, which they really stand by that as well. And I think they say it's because of the way Pinterest is that top level funnel. Mm-hmm. And so you might see something on Pinterest and it takes longer to convert. Whatever it is, is I do think that paid advertising is going to be important in the future for Pinterest, no matter what. And I don't know about cost values, but it's relatively easy. I think Facebook is much more difficult to market on. I think it's relatively easy to set up a campaign and it's worth trying. But specifically those catalog ads, I think are really great that kind of repurpose your products onto the platform. Yeah. And cost per impressions are going to be cheaper as well. You know, and that's what we're seeing on like TikTok too, as well as is much cheaper cost per impressions. So all that's good. I guess what I should say about Pinterest, just to kind of summarize it for people in terms of advertising is that we don't have any accounts where Pinterest is the ad platform that they're on, right? It's always a supplement to the other stuff that they're doing. And, you know, for us in particular over at Davey and Krista, if we had to turn off ads on one platform, you know, it, it would probably be Pinterest first. But there are all sorts of benefits, I think, in, you know, getting as much visibility as possible in different places, even though, even if it's not that click that's going to lead to the sale. But on the reverse side, I think you would say maybe Facebook, not as much Instagram, but I think on the reverse side for, for this, you would say the robustness of the organic side of Pinterest can really serve you. Whereas on Facebook, it's really difficult to get traffic from Facebook. Difficult to get traffic and impressions from Instagram, but I feel like people are engaging more on Instagram visually, I guess. So that's why I think Pinterest is still important as an organic platform as well. 100%. You know, I think that there's more potential in Pinterest than there is, you know, the Facebook, Instagram, certainly Facebook. Yeah. I mean, Facebook page. You know, it's funny, Kate, our admin, just asked for access to our Facebook page this morning. And I was like, it's probably been a month since I worried about like what's on our Facebook page. Yeah. 
But clearly you're using your Facebook group right now, which is way more effective than just posting stuff on your, you know, I do want to talk to you about Pinterest and SEO because I do think it plays nicely with that as well, because you can see Pinterest board results on Google. And so the way that you keyword on the Pinterest platform, your board names, your pin names can also serve you on the Google side. I think you see this a lot. Um, Just as an example, you know, we both spoke at United this year or last year. And you can look up, you know, Houston area venues and you'll see boards like the results on Google will be boards on Pinterest. So optimizing your blog post for Pinterest, optimizing on Pinterest is going to serve you in the SEO world. And I have to say, like, the more I do business, all these platforms change so much and they're great. But SEO still is super powerful. (laughs) I mean, it really is such a super powerful thing. So anything that enhances that, I think, is a win, too. I agree. And I think too, learning SEO, even in the ways all the different platforms change, you know, it's like those core principles of search engine optimization are always really at the heart of a lot of them, you know? And so SEO is definitely involved in Google search results. If you Google picture of the Google search results, you know, 10 years ago versus today, drastically different. I think that's one of the things we expect to see in 2022 is even more change in, in what the actual search results page looks like. But at the end of the day, when you look at okay, how does that change what I'm doing to optimize my post or my content? And it really, you know, I don't think there's a ton of difference there, you know? So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that, but. I mean, in this conversation, I was thinking about that idea pins being less clickable, you know, you bringing up that search results are on Google, the page that don't force us to click over. And it really does kind of force you to think about, well, one, it's just going to make attribution more difficult because if someone gets an answer for you, but then doesn't click through and then kind of refresh later and goes directly to your website, there is going to be difficulty in in necessarily tying those billboards. Basically, we're back to billboard marketing where (laughs) we don't exactly know. We only can based on impressions, right? We just don't exactly know what, what the result was, but we know that they work. I can think of some great billboards on I-95 or... <laughs> well, you know, I think at the very least, it becomes maybe a little bit more important to, to have a presence in different spots. You know, I was on a discovery call with somebody this morning and we always ask how people heard about us. And I mean, so many people are like, well, you know, I, I think I initially saw you wherever and they may not be able to remember, but then they're like, oh, and, and then I saw you in these three or four other places. And I was yeah. like, okay, I got to reach out. So I think some of that becomes even a little bit more important. And again, that's not to say people need to go and spread themselves so thin they can't show up really well in one place. But I do think it forces people to make the most out of the content they create. So whatever the medium is you're using to create content, you know, being able to take that and repurpose it across channels, I think is going to be key. Yeah, you're multiplying your one effort and you're just multiplying across. And I think that is sustainable marketing, really. Yeah, absolutely. So- As far as getting started with Pinterest, we covered a lot of the new changes to Pinterest. I think that, you know, people might have a sort of a sense of where they should go if they're already on Pinterest, what kind of content they should be creating. But if somebody's getting started with Pinterest in 2022, you know, what should they really focus on? Like what's going to give them the most return for their time? Okay. So obviously you need to get your profile optimized. And so that's going to be obviously looking up and doing some keyword research 
on your brand. And you can do that on Pinterest by using the search bar. You can look at your competitors. You can take a look at what's out there. So important to get that key, those keywords onto your profile name, your profile description, your board names. Those are going to be key. I feel like you kind of need to set up your profile before you do anything else. And then the next thing that I would probably do is familiarize yourself with idea pins and looking at maybe your top 10 pieces of content from 2021 that maybe performed well on other platforms and dispersing those on there. And so another thing I probably should mention is idea pins cannot be scheduled on Tailwind or another scheduling app. They're all done on the native platform. So even right away, you probably don't need to have Tailwind, which is a scheduling app. So I would probably look at repurposing your best content from the previous year. Because again, that's not creating anything new. That's just getting it onto the platform. And then as you do that, your new content going forward, I would create both still pins and idea pins for each one of those things. You can also share it as a video pin, but I'm not seeing great traction on video pins when they're not as when they're not functioning as idea pins, hmm. which by the way, also didn't mention this idea pins are the exact same size as Instagram stories. So how easy is yeah, that? Like so you're easy. literally just dragging the file over to another platform. I would say too, if you are an e-commerce brand, I would work on becoming a verified merchant. I feel like you guys were working on that recently. That was a process. It should be there now. I think we got that resolved, but it's definitely, uh, it was yeah. definitely a little bit of a process. And sometimes that's just, uh, it's just Pinterest not not behaving well with some of these platforms. But becoming a verified merchant is essentially like, hey, we approve of you. And honestly, if you're a verified merchant, your products are going to show up more. So that would be another piece. But I wouldn't do that first. I'd want Pinterest to be able to see your established account kind of ready to go before they approve you because they are quite picky. So those would be the big things that I would do. Like I wouldn't necessarily focus on trying to create a bunch of new stuff specifically for Pinterest. Like really look and evaluating what you've done for other platforms and seeing how you can share as idea pins that are going to get those impressions out quicker. And then you can create those still pins on top of it. And I use just as a vote for non-graphic designers, Canva is a great tool for all this. And for, you know, Krista has been so hesitant to, you know, play around in Canva, but she has recently started making tutorials. You know, basically she would show off how to make a graphic in like Photoshop or whatever. And then now she's starting to make tutorials of, you know, how to do that same thing in Canva though. So for you non-designers out there and people who prefer designing in Canva. It is pretty amazing tool. I run a really lean business and it is one of the tools I pay for because (laughs) I mean, it is really amazing. And there's a free version that really does quite a bit. Like you can do so much on the free version too. Yeah, no, we use Canva over at Till as well. And it's definitely, definitely a good tool. Yeah. And a tool that we can use across a team. Like our designers, of course, are in like Sketch and the Adobe Suite and stuff. But, you know, whenever we need to create something that like maybe our copywriters have to also be able to edit, you know, it's yeah. like we're going to go to Canva and, and do that. So as we wrap up here, if anybody does have any questions, feel free to drop those in the chat. I know somebody had mentioned, and I can't see your names because of the permissions and yada, yada of the program that we're using, but I can see your comments. And I know somebody had mentioned uh, when searching on Pinterest yesterday, it automatically started my search in shop only. So I don't know if that's something I know you had mentioned that they're emphasizing kind of the shop features more often, but that's certainly one way to do it. Probably pretty frustrating though, on some level. That was Joe. I just looked at the comments. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I've ever really necessarily noticed that, but I think it must have thought you were in a shopping intent. Maybe you weren't. 
but it must have assumed that you were in a shopping intent. And that is a big part of Pinterest. Like they, I mean, really, it is going to be a valuable player for the e-commerce side. And I like that. I kind of like that it would settle into that niche because there's intent and there's an intent to shop. And so I think it's going to be valuable key for that. And it doesn't just have to be physical products. We're talking digital products as well. They used to not share digital products in the shop tab, but now they do. So it could be like a SEO guide or a Canva guide or whatever it is. So don't shy away if you're like, well, I'm not like physically producing something B2C, you know, I'm B2B solely. So take a look at that and what that looks like for your, your niche. Well, Vanessa, it's always great to have you here on the podcast. And hopefully we'll get to see more of you in 2022 here. It'd be a shame to have to wait all the way to Christmas to see you and your family again. I enjoyed uh, spending time with Will, but thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, I appreciate it. I would usually say, hey, where can people find out more about you? But you've been on the podcast so much. You're such a regular that I have a feeling people know. Just in case they don't, head on over to the show notes. We'll definitely put all your information there. But you should tell us real quick, Vanessa, where people can follow along. VanessaKinds.com. I'm laughing because my girls have the Encanto soundtrack playing, which is <laughs> so popular right now on Disney. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, VanessaKinds.com. That's K-Y-N-E-S on Instagram where I share things that make me laugh. That's kind of my new strategy over on Instagram. <laughs> things that made me that are relatable and make me laugh. And YouTube as well. It's all under my name. Hey, awesome. I'm also trying to grow my LinkedIn account. So if any of y'all on LinkedIn, go check it out. Oh, me and you both. I was just talking with Krista <laughs> probably two weeks ago about that. I feel like just especially over on the till side of things, advertising agency side of things like LinkedIn. Yeah. I have like six connections. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to become your seventh connection. And I need to, I can't remember the last time I logged into my LinkedIn account. So that'll be our New Year's resolution. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Vanessa. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com. 